0: the Sticks Out Culture Podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Danny and Franchet. How are you doing, boys? You good?
1: I'm good. Hi.
0: Uh,
2: you know, I'm pretty good, but uh, some news uh, made me a little sad, but for the most part, I'm all good.
0: Yeah, well, Franchet always has something wrong <laughs> in uh, the world of culture, but uh, I'm in good spirits. I know that. For uh, the Euros, obviously, it's this yeah, week, finally. the Euros me.
2: got me pop- pumped up, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big week. We've been waiting a while for it. And a quick disclaimer, the next couple of weeks will mostly all be Azuti pods because obviously it's a hot topic right now and a lot of things are going on around the Azuti for the Euros. So uh, it'll be tough to get other pods, speaking about other things, um, on. And also, to be honest, not many transfer news will be popping off during the Euros because the players are focusing, or big players at least, are focusing on the matches. So uh, if you want to see transfer news, follow us on our social media. It's Show everywhere and you'll get it all there. Well yeah, once the Euros is done we got guests on we'll speak on transfer news preview the next season, all this stuff. So uh but yeah, for you Azuti fans, uh get ready. We got a lot of content coming your way. And to start off, this is obviously our Euro preview for the Azuti. So to start off, I'm gonna ask I'll start with Danny. I'm gonna ask yeah. you a quick question. Which players so players so more than one you can use as many as you want, which players are the most pressure on them for the Azuti coming into the tournament? Your yeah,
1: so uh, for me I was saying this on the uh, the Calcio guys as well. Uh, I had the opportunity to go on their podcast. Such amazing guys uh, and uh, very passionate for the Italian uh, team uh, this year and all, all most of them high, we all have high expectations for them uh, so go check them out if you guys have a chance uh, but for me I was saying too, um, I think immobile he's got the most pressure on them but I also believe that front free has the most pressure on them, uh, and especially uh, Insigne, Chiesa, and Immobile. Uh, those guys will most likely be our front free. But I think Immobile needs to have a good tournament because I feel like he could be a key factor for us as well. And he doesn't have to score four or five goals, he just has to play well, make sure he, he links up with the likes of Insigne and Chiesa, and make sure he can create opportunities for them. So I feel like Immobile. Needs to have a big tournament, but also as well as the uh, the cast around them with it and Signe and or Balardi if they decide to play Baradi one game. Uh, so those guys need to be key uh, for our attack because you can't win fo- you can't win football games if you don't score. So those guys are gonna be key. But I also believe two guys like Barella and our midfield uh, have to be key as well because in this day and age, football games are win are win in the midfield. And if Italy's midfield can play like they can and they have in the past, heading into the tournament, um, I think we have, we are strong favorites to even go far in this tournament. And it's just it's gonna be a good like uh, tournament if all those guys can play like they can, and we just need to uh, continue the form we were in heading into the tournament, and just make sure we uh, we go far and we take that big step uh, into this transition phase.
0: Yeah, well said, then. uh yeah, You made a lot of great points there. From the what would you say? Because I feel like you're going to have a, a funny one. You always have a funny response. So, which th- players do you think have the most pressure?
2: I think it's four players that have the most pressure. Immobile, Belotti, Chiesa, and Berardi. The reason I say these four are because those four, in my opinion, are not solidified in the lineup. If Chiesa has a bad game, Berardi will play. If will have a bad game, Chiesa will play. Same thing with Immobile and Belotti. I think those four are the only four on the team that don't have, like they're not solidified under Mancini and they could be thrown out to the bench whenever, whatever game, if they're having a poor game. Uh, if Chiesa is having a poor half, I wouldn't be surprised to see Berardi coming uh in the second half. So I feel like those four will have the most pressure just to prove themselves to Mancini so they could get more playing time and more minutes.
0: Yeah, it's that's another way of looking at it, yeah. It's a good response. Uh, for me, I have four guys written down here. Insigne, Immobile, uh, Jorginho, and Verratti. So first off, Insigne, uh, this is now the time for him. Obviously, for the Azzurri, in the past, he's had some struggles here and there. But I think now he's 30 years old. He's inside his prime years. He's coming off, well, possibly the best year he's ever had, Yeah, you can argue. Yeah,
1: statistically, yeah. Yeah, especially. In Syria.
0: Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's been one of the best players in the league. And uh, I think now this is his time where he's no longer the kid coming up who everyone's excited to watch. Now he's the leader and he has to be the leader, especially for the attack. So I think Insignia has a lot of pressure on him, I think. Most of his tournament will go the way Insignia goes. If he plays well, we'll play well. If he plays poorly, then he'll play. If he plays poorly, we'll play poorly. So I think he has a lot of pressure on him. Uh Immobile, it's another one. Uh He was top of goal scorer in Europe just uh before last season, the season before. And last season, I think he scored around 20 or close to 20, whatever it was. For Lazio, he scored a lot. And for Izzu, we still have not seen that. And that's a big worry. We still don't have a striker. I think Immobile has so much pressure on him. I do think he'll be playing over Belotti. I was going to choose Belotti for this, but I don't think he'll play enough to really... uh have pressure on him to be honest I don't think anyone really expects much from Bilotti right now I think Immobile is the guy right now where he needs to produce he needs to score and yeah I think I have a lot of pressure on him another one is Jorginho this one is available I think Uh for Italians I don't think he has that much pressure on him I think we all know what he's capable of But I think from people from around the world who don't really appreciate what he can do for a team I think people like to flash and uh, the speed and all these skills and all that. But G- Jorginho's very basic. He's a classic Italian midfielder who collects the ball, defends a wall, plays it up to the attack. He does what he has to do, and he does it very well. So I think he's a great player. But I think for people around the world, they'll be like, this guy, Jorginho, comes to the prem, hasn't done much statistically, and he just won the Champions League. So they're saying, oh, kind of like a world-class midfielder. Let's see what he can do. So I think Jorginho may have a lot of pressure on him. But that one's debatable. And I think Verratti, I think this one, arguably, out of everyone I mentioned, has the most pressure on him in the whole tournament. Verratti's either injured or he struggles in a game. He's, it's always something with this guy. Temper problem. It's, temper problem is always something. Verratti, now is your time. You're in your prime. Now is the time. You need to lead this team. You need to be a monster in the midfield. I want to see it because I always hear really these things, oh, Verratti's world-class, Verratti's world-class. I've never been a big fan of him. You know why? Because I can't watch him. He never plays. The guy's always hurt, or when he plays, he plays poorly. So, I think Verratti needs to perform for us. And, you know, I don't think he's that vital for the team as a whole, to be honest. I think we have people who can replace him quite easily off the bench, but if he's that player people say he is, if he's world class, if he's a game changer, I want to see it because now's the time. I know he's injured. I'm not sure about his status for Friday, but he will play, obviously, eventually in the competition. It's not like a a Really bad injury, but yeah, I'm looking forward to what Verratti does, and I think there's a lot of pressure on him to perform. So let's see what how he does. Now, moving on to another topic, I really wanted to bring up was which player do we think could have a breakout Euro 2020 campaign? There's a lot of options on this team. Dan, who are you feeling right now?
1: Yeah, for me, I got maybe two players maybe two uh, two players, and then one we can debate about. Uh, for me, I think it's gonna be Balela. And I think Insignia's going to have a breakout tournament. I think just the way Insignia has been playing as of late, uh, he's just been, you can argue he's been Italy's best player as of late. Uh, The way he's been playing, the way he's been linking up with teammates, especially on the left side with either Spinozola or Emerson. So I feel like he can have a breakout tournament and he can probably get maybe the most goals or maybe even lead the Azulian assist. But I also believe uh, Varela could have a huge tournament for us. This guy's just an engine. He can, he's going to probably prove to a lot of people why he should be talked about maybe as a potential top 10, top 15 midfielder in the world. This guy's just incredible. He does everything. He can track back, win the ball, get the ball, bring it up, score when he has to. So I feel like those are the two guys uh, that can uh, be our breakout players of the tournament. But also, too, if he gets the chance to play, we'll see on uh, Friday. Uh, Bastoni, I feel like if this guy can play, uh, he's going to prove to a lot of teams, to a lot of fans around the world, uh, especially around Europe, I should say, but worldwide as well, because it's a huge tournament, uh, why he could be considered to be a potential world-class, uh, center back, uh, heading in the future. He's already very good. Like, he's probably Italy, one of Italy's best, uh, center backs in the league, and especially, he's probably our best youth center back, uh, we have. So those are the three guys uh, I think that can have uh, potential uh, breakout tournaments.
0: Yeah, um, those are some good names you said there. I think Bastoni would be a really good one if he gets the playing time. And even I wish Raspadori would play more, but it's obviously it's very soon for him. I think maybe a, a spark plug off the bench he could be for Italy, but uh, anything more than that would probably be a stretch. Uh, Franchette, who are you feeling? Uh, once again, I, I feel something funny from you coming.
2: I got the boys in green and black. Domenico Berardi, and Locatelli. I think those boys, from a world perspective, not a lot of people know who these guys are. And when they come to the Euros and they do their business, they're going to be amazing. They're going to have a break on, and then everyone's going to start talking about them. I just hope those dirty oil money fucks at PSG keep their hands off of them, because they already took Donnarumma from us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go with... uh... (laughs) Which I shot at a team for this uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, That's interesting you said, like, even Barardi, too, because I feel like if Chiesa... Because Chiesa, too, he- he's another guy.
2: Yeah, but Kiese is expected to go... That- the thing is, the world is knowing Chiesa because of what he did at Juve this season. So everyone's expecting yeah. him to go off. So that's why I said he had pressure. With Barardi, like, yeah. outside it of Italy, to- no one knows yeah. who this guy is.
1: Because I feel like if Baradi does have the chance to start, I feel like he could produce. Because he's actually Euro. like he yeah. he's he's got a good record. He's been playing very good as a late with for the Azzurri. He's been scoring, playing well. And look at Telly too. That's another guy too. If he gets the chance to play, he can also shine. But I don't think he'll have a breakout like tournament like the way he is. But I think he'll be a factor for us if he uh, if he plays and who knows with Friday with. If, if, but uh, does uh look at look until he draw even draw into that lineup.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of question marks getting to this tournament with uh, playing time and who's going to start and all that. But uh, yeah, for me, if I had to pick a breakup player, I'm going to pick Barrela. I think, obviously, I don't think. I know everyone in the Serie A and all the Serie A fans know who Barrela is. We know his class. But something that's always on my nerves is when people speak of the best midfielders in the world... Nobody mentions Barela. It's so irritating because we see what he can do. And no one even... just They don't even acknowledge him at all. And Barrela can do it all. He's a box-to-box midfielder. He can score. He can defend. He can play. He, he does so much. He works hard. And I think now is Barela's time to really break out to the international stage. Let people from all around the world know who he is. And hopefully after the Euro Cup, people are uh, bringing his name up when they talk about the best midfielders in Europe. So I'm really hoping for... Uh, great Euro 2020 from Varela. And, uh, yeah, that's really hope people can acknowledge who he is because it really is a shame how if you play in the Stadia, you don't really get recognition unless you go off in the Champions League or, uh, Europe because you can say the same for a lot of players in the Prem, Like, I know Daniel, like, uh, Jack Rivlich and he's a great player. Yeah. I've heard great things about him, but, um, he hasn't done anything in the Champions League or in Europe, but people still acknowledge him as one of the best midfielders in the league and, even in Europe at times, as people mention him. But Barella, who just won the Scudetto, and no one talks about him at all. And it's just the popularity and the marketing of the Serie A, which uh, lets him that, down. Yeah. But uh, I think this year is a chance for him to break out and get that respect from globally, which around the world.
1: he totally deserves because this guy does, is yeah. incredible. Like, I, I'm i not an Inter fan, but I'm a Barella fan. Like, I, this guy is incredible. Like, even... His final years at Kennedy, you could tell this guy's got potential to, like, to be a good midfielder, but now he's turning into uh, a world class midfielder. So it's, you can even argue he is one. So,
0: yeah, I would say he is, honestly, right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's phenomenal. So, yeah, I'm hoping for the best for Barela. And now, moving on, another big talking point, which I think has been going on for 10, maybe a decade. Like, it's been a while now. Who should start at striker for Italy? Now, I think we all have our opinions. I'm going to share mine quickly here. I have an interesting one. I know it's not going to happen, so I'll give you two. But uh, what I would like is Insigne as a false nine. Um, I'm a big Belotti fan. I don't like Immobile. But we've seen time and time again they both cannot score for Italy. Uh, more so Immobile than Belotti, who has more appearances than Belotti and less goals for Italy. But I would like Insigne as a false nine. I say, why just waste that position? You know, no one's excelling in that position. So why not just put Insignia? There's a false nine. Uh, false nine's always good because it makes the center backs push up to command mark you. And if they don't command mark you, then the false nine has a lot of space to work. So I just think a false nine for Insignia would be great. Maybe Kez on the left and then uh, on the right put Berardi. Um, I think it would be just, oh, it would be such a good lineup to have, man. I would love to see that, but honestly, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, so, between Immobile and Belotti, everyone knows my answer, Belotti. I think Belotti does so much for a team, even when he's not scoring. He runs back, he defends, he presses when we don't have the ball. He's always in the right spot, and he's actually a very underrated playmaker. I think he had seven assists in Serie A this season, which is not bad at all. For someone who's considered a poacher, or someone who just sits in the box, so... I'll take Pelote, but obviously it's gonna be mobile. I think uh Manchini is decided already, so uh Dan, who are you feeling the striker? Yeah.
1: I think um 'cause it, that's the problem with Italy too, even since uh you can even argue we haven't had a real striker since maybe that Balotelli Balotelli. And even yeah. if you go back to tournaments we had success in in the uh, 2006 World Cup, which is the re- the most recent uh, tournament that we actually won a trophy in. Uh, Italy's, even the strikers we had on paper were incredible, but even at that tournament, they didn't produce, but they got the job done. They played well, they they up, but they didn't score. For me, I think you, uh, Immobile will start uh, just the way he's been playing as a way. He's been playing a lot better, I'll give him that, especially the way he's been linking up with the likes of Chiesa, Baradi, Bernadescu, whoever would play on the right, and Signe as well, and uh, and the midfield as well. He's been playing a lot better. He's scored in the last, I believe, he's scored in the last, in the last few matches he's played in. So, right there, uh, he's got some form heading into this tournament. If he could continue it, it would be great. If he can't, then Maybe I can see uh, even Bolotti drawing in on the next day against uh, Wales, the next match. Get, or Switzerland, I think, is our second match, I believe. And I think Immobile will start the tournament, but if he can continue it, we all know. But I would go with Immobile uh, on Friday and uh, just see what he does there, and then uh, you decide for the next match.
0: Yeah, uh, that's very show. Richa, what are you feeling here?
2: Yeah, I think um, we've had a good amount of time to plan for, for these scenarios here. Um, I like your idea, and so with the false nine, I think that would be the yeah, best no, case I'm scenario.
1: Huge fan of that, too. And that's why I feel like Raspadori was called up, because he can play that false nine and he can tend to draw in defenders and spread out the pitch. And that's why I think he was called up uh, to Mancini's squad. Uh, go ahead, Pinter. Yeah,
2: but um, I think between Immobile and Bellotti. I think if Mancini had a brain and uh, he was watching the games, uh, he would see Bellotti does more than what Immobile can offer. If Immobile could score and he's on his game, then he's the better striker in my opinion. But that's a big if that we're asking, and the Azul fans have been waiting and waiting for that that big if to happen and just hasn't been happening. So I feel like we can't go into This is the time of the year, so I don't care if it's group stage or not. This is a stage we cannot go into where we're still experimenting. Mancini has to know how the team plays with Bolotti, and it's just not how the individual is, it's how the team plays with that person there. And it seems when Immobile is there, it's kind of like Ronaldo Ayuve. We kind of just force the ball to him every single chance and hope he puts the ball in the net. Whereas Bolotti, kind of like, okay, I'm going to pass the Bolotti, but I'm going to expect the ball back in three seconds, and then I'm going to give the ball back to him, like, right after and I just feel like the, the team, there's more of, uh, fluidity between the team when Belotti plays. So I would like Bolotti to play. But like Enzo said, uh, Mancini's hard headed. Immobile is the bigger name than Bolotti. So I think he'll
0: start. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we got that one down there. And obviously there's a lot of speculation. We're all going to have a different opinion. There's so many things that can happen in the Euros, the lineup, and it's going to change constantly. I don't think. Even though it's not a good thing, I think that it will change a lot to the lineup going into these games. I think probably the biggest change will be if we have six points going to the last game, we'll probably like a pretty new lineup for already secured first place, yeah. you know. And it'll be a good chance for guys like Locatelli. But yeah, first two games, uh I really hope we don't change it too much because it's never a good thing to have. Because even though you practice with these guys, if you're going to well, battle essentially and war with. Different guys every time it's just it's different when you're practicing when you're in the game. Try to keep the same guys together and uh see where that goes. But yeah, uh this campaign, you know, there's a lot of speculation on what someone would deem a success at the end of this campaign, the heroes, and when it's all said and done. Obviously you want to win it, that's your ultimate goal, but sometimes the reality situation is you can't always win. So a question for you guys, what would you deem a successful campaign? For me personally, my goal in the back of my head is semifinals. Obviously, you want to win the whole thing, like I said. But I don't know why, but something in my heart of hearts, I just believe I see this Euro as a warm-up to the World Cup that's coming up very soon. I think that World Cup, we will be just out of this world. Zaniolo will be back with season yeah. and a half under his belt. Then we're going to have Chiesa more experienced, Barella more experienced, Bastoni more experienced. I can go on forever. All. All these guys, just more experience going into the World Cup. I think that World Cup, we're going to see a very scary Italy side. Uh, I, obviously, we can still win the Euros and we have a good team. But I just do this. I see a World Cup so differently now because uh, Saniolo, maybe I'm being biased, but I think he's a complete game changer when you add him to a team. And Chiesa having more experience, like I said, Bastoni, all these guys. But I, a, I think we're going to be a very scary side in the World Cup. So um, if we don't win this one, I'm not going to be uh, completely down. But I would like to see this group of players go far. I'd like the semis, yeah. quarters. I wouldn't be too sad, but I'd really like to see us in the semis at least. So, Dan, how about you?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, for me, um, I think anything above uh, round of 16, I think that's a success because we're in the transition stage where we went from not qualifying for a World Cup to make it to the semis, make it to the quarters, make it even to the finals. Of the Euro. So I think from finals to finals is something I'll be happy with. Obviously, I'm going to be disappointed if Italy don't win the tournament. Like, I'll be sad that we didn't. But I think it'll be, like, if you, over time, I think it'll be a success because as a transition stage, uh, I think if we get ra- eliminated in the round of 16, that's, for me, would be a failure uh, just because of just the way, unless we play like the way brackets work. I, I'm not too sure. I think it will be playing the runner-up of Group C, I believe. So, which could be Ukraine. So, I feel like that matchup could be favorable for us. Uh, so, maybe the quarterfinals. Um, I would be happy with our uh, quarterfinals. If we lose in the quarterfinals, but we play with our hearts out. Uh, we play hard, and it's just unlucky at the end. Uh, so, I feel like quarterfinals is something, like, somewhere I'll settle, like, for Italy. Obviously, I want Italy to win the tournament, I believe with the team we have, we have a good shot to win this tournament. I feel like we're the dark horses of the tournament, and uh, we're a team that we sh- no one could take us lightly, so for me, quarterfinals is where I'll be happy with this Let's really side if we even get eliminated there, uh, but anything above that, then I'll be doing uh, cartwheels in Toronto. Huh.
0: <laughs> so, francesca how are you uh, feeling for this uh, upcoming Euro? Uh, I I think you're gonna say we should win it, but let's see.
2: It's it's obviously nice to win it. Um, that's my expectation. My expectation is for the boys to win it with some like um things here. Um, like Danny said, it's based off a of bracket. So if we have a favorable bracket and we go in the quarterfinals or the semifinals, I'd be disappointed. But um, the only two teams. I will be, I'll still be like pissed off about, but that I'll be understanding of is Belgium and France. If we lose to any other team, Germany maybe, but like we've seen in the past when we had Adair and Pele playing, that we beat, like we almost beat Germany. We went toe to toe with them. So I mean, um, Belgium and France. If we lose to them, I'll be sad. If we face them in the round of 16 quarter, wherever we face them in the tournament, I'll be it sad. it
1: be like later on, like say around quarters to semifinals. Yeah.
2: I'll be I'll be disappointed, but I'll be understanding. Every other team in the tournament, Portugal, England, Germany, that that we lose to, I don't care what round it is, I'll be pissed off. So I'll, those are my standards. Uh, there's only two teams I maybe maybe you can put Germany in there. Two two to three teams that are understandable if we lost. Uh, just they've been in the same group for, for for some time now. They have more experience than Italy, but. Other than those two three teams, I I don't expect to lose to any other teams.
0: Oh yeah, which has some uh, high expectations, and you know, he, fair enough because we we're on a big winning streak, well, not winning streak, but unbeaten run, winning streak as well. Uh, I think we have like what twenty clean sheets in twenty seven games or something yeah, like that. What happens yeah. when the king plays? So I think we
1: have the last. We haven't seen the goal. I believe we were discussing this on the Calcio, guys. Uh, the last eight games i believe
0: yeah i think uh, you're right i saw that yeah eight last games.
1: games we haven't like conceded a goal and the last goal we did concede was in a nation's league game against uh netherlands so and then that <laughs> was like in like october or something like october so italy are in good form heading into the tournament so that unbeaten streak being is uh heading into the tournament so hopefully i just hope uh can improve on it
2: uh, you know what? I got to go back to the first topic for a minute. I completely forgot about this. I think Donnarumma might have the most pressure in the team. Especially with the fans there.
0: Mm. No, I, disagree. I, I th- disagree.
2: I think if the Milan fans pull what they did in the World Cup, then there's going to be you mean some issues with the 21 them. Euros? Well, with the money. Yeah,
1: those, those yeah. the 21 yeah. Euros when they yeah. the fake dollar bills out yeah.
2: I think if they do that, then might be a little. uh He might I, have some pressure, but
1: I don't think. I don't think. I don't, no, much, I don't think so now. Um, Cause going to PSG. Yeah, PSG. PSG. That,
2: that's PSG. why I'm hoping they don't do anything, but
0: uh, I can't see that happening again. I think if you went to Juve, you'd probably see that, but uh, going to PSG, I don't think anyone really cares anymore now. It's not going to a rival, leaving the league completely. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna really hate on Donnarumma anymore, really. Probably says don't respect how. You left Milan just for that much money. I don't want to get into the whole room. I think, again, we covered that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's definitely not pressure on him as he gets older. I still think it's too soon to put a big amount of weight on his shoulders. But I think definitely in a couple of years we're gonna be looking to him in a Buffon role when he's in his prime.
1: Even thinking outside the box, if we want, if I, I just want to go back to this one sec, Mancini, he's got pressure on him too. All, yeah. especially from the Azzurri fans, which. I like Mancini. I, I'm a believer in him. I really like him as a coach, and I really respect what he's done for the Azulis. He's took them back to the form where I'm used to seeing them, playing well, winning matches. Uh, so he's got pressure on him, too, because this is his first tournament, the Azulis' first tournament since 2016. And now we're in a phase where, yes, we're transitioning into the team we want to become. But this is a good stepping stone for us, and if we can take advantage of this tournament and cause noise uh, make noise in this tournament and cause problems for other sides, then you has got be you got to be scared of Italy for the next years to come. so I believe Mancini he's got a lot of pressure on him to set these guys up and to uh what's the word I'm looking for get the team going keep get the team rolling and um, bring home a Euro Cup for us if he uh if the team can really perform like they can.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's uh, definitely potential for a, a special Euro we may see and hopefully we do now quickly. Starting lineups. I think everyone in the world has a different opinion. <coughs> Sorry about that. But uh Danny, starting yeah. lineup how are you feeling? What are we gonna okay. put in? So Formation when, everything.
1: Yeah. I'm going to rock with the 4-3-3. I believe uh, Italy has adapted to that, and it's been our formation for the last however, I'm pretty sure 27 games, it's been our formation. So, in goal, we're going to go with Donnarumma, left back. As much as I love Emerson, I think you start Spinozola on Friday. Then, this is where it gets interesting. For me, I would go with Chiellini and Bastoni, or we all know the status of Cellini I go Benucci, Bastoni. And right back, as much as I love Di Lorenzo, I just see Florenzi starting. Uh, even though I want Di Lorenzo to start, I see Florenzi starting. Midfield, depending on the uh, availability of Verratti, I'll have Verratti, uh, Jorginho, and Varela, but Verratti can't play. I wouldn't be surprised if Jorginho moves into that position
0: and Locatelli
1: plays. And up top, I have Insigne,
0: Immobile and uh, Chiesa. Yeah. That's a solid lineup there. Uh, for myself, this is my preferred starting lineup, so it's not who I think will play, it's who I want to play. Uh, Donnarumma, i by the it's a 4-3-3. Uh, Donnarumma, Spinazzola, Bastoni, Chiellini, Di Lorenzo, Giorginio, Berati, Barella, Chiesa, Insigne in the false nine, and Berardi. Uh, I don't think that will happen at all, but uh hopefully something something similar to this. Obviously in Senior Falls nine will happen, but I think probably Immobile will probably be in there. Uh Forenze over Di Lorenzo and then Bonucci over Bastoni will probably happen. But other than that, probably the same starting lineup I just said now. And uh hopefully Italy can uh bring it home on Friday, uh, do well and uh win the first game. But for Che, that's your starting lineup.
2: Um, I just need to uh, make sure you guys are okay. Uh you guys have a healthy Kielini and a healthy Bonucci. and both of you said Bonucci on the bench. A little strange.
0: Yeah. Of course but, Where else would put him.
2: But um my starting lineup would be Donnarumma and Nett. I would put Spinatola and Florenzi. And then Kielini and Bonucci. the chemistry those two have together. You can't you can't beat it. And it's gonna it's gonna be a big part of winning the Euros for us. I think in the midfield a little unorthodox midfield for me. I have Pellegrini, Jorginho, and Varela. And then um up top, I have Chiesa, Velotti, and Insigne. Yeah,
0: yeah, fair enough. I think that midfield is something we might see later down the road in the tournament. If uh our midfield fails to create more, I think Pellegrini will probably have to be slotted in. Yeah, I think
1: he's... Yeah, on paper, he, him and he can even argue now with the call up of, uh, Pacina. He, those two are, you can say they're probably our most creative midfield, like, when yeah, it comes definitely, to attacking wise.
0: Yeah, I think maybe if they don't start, I think eventually in the game we'll have to bring them on because, yeah, the midfield right now doesn't have too much, uh, creativity in it, but yeah, I think down the line that'll happen and, uh, I know before uh, we always end off for always has a message. So for Chet, what is it today?
2: Um, it's a little sad message today. Just found out that a uh, Juventus legend, Italy legend. Gianluca Vialli uh is battling with cancer. Wish him the best of luck and uh hopefully he beats cancer and uh you know, survives.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh we're gonna keep our keep him in our thoughts and prayers and hopefully he can beat it. We know we can. We saw on the pitch how strong he is, so we know uh, he's capable of beating anything. So, wish him and his family nothing but the best. Uh, but when it comes to the podcast, I think we're at the end here, at the tail end. Uh, we're really excited for Euros. We're gonna get a lot of content for you guys. Uh, we'll be going to the streets of Toronto and uh, recording a lot of footage for you guys. And yeah, if you guys are in the
2: area, if you guys are in the area, we'll be going to Market Lane. Make sure. Um, well,
1: if they win if they win don't get yeah, it. yeah, all, yeah, well, yeah. But
2: listen listen we're not Barcelona fans we no, we only yeah, go to the streets a... of Marca Lane when, when Italy win a tie or a loss we don't go we don't celebrate
0: well hopefully we win and uh, we'll get yeah. some footage for you guys uh, it'll be fun we're looking forward to the Euros it's always a great moment where you know, all steady off fans all come together and support the same team if you're Italian of course and it's a nice, uh, <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air, to be honest. It's an arguing, we're all on the same side for once, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. With
1: us, our oh with yeah. There'll
0: be some definitely.
1: arguing
0: and Nothing to start in lineup, maybe senior some, uh, some shots that him will be thrown during the game, who knows. Agree. <laughs> yeah,
2: and
1: then, uh, and then you get kicked out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We'll be back next week to uh, cover everything that happened in the Euros. And, Thank you for listening. Check out our social media at Six College Show, everywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Ciao.
1: Yeah. Ciao, guys.